brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is yours, Dooley, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. My name is Bones, and I'm joined by Cat and Rob. Guys, what's happening? Not much. Waiting to go to bed, so I can get up for work store today. I'm the record store today. <laughs> you probably just woke up, didn't you? No, I did not take a nap, so oh, I could go to sleep as soon as I was done recording. So we we have Cranky Rob to look forward to. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, Cranky and about half drunk. No, well, no well, different than any other one. Yeah, so. I can't. But yeah, it's, it's tomorrow's record store day, and there's things I got to have. Well, we were talking about that before uh, we the episode started. Uh, you mentioned John Carpenter or something, were you? Yeah, uh, John Carpenter. I think he it may have been him and another guy. I don't remember, but they did the the score for Village of the Damned. Oh, and that's getting a, a reissue for record store day. Uh, hmm. I'm hoping to get that. There you go. There you go. And uh, I just wanted to, because I know this is a topical thing, and uh, everyone listening, I'm sure, is probably pretty interested. Uh, you guys did, I, I don't remember much of last week. I'm not going to lie. Did we talk about A Quiet Place 2 last week? You guys seen that, right? I finally swatched it this week. Oh, is this right? Okay. So what'd you think, Kat? I loved it so much. I was so pleasantly surprised. A Quiet Place uh, was one of my favorite uh horror movies the year it came out i was really impressed with it really afraid of the sequel because i just thought there are so many ways they can fuck up a quiet place and so few ways that they can continue the story in a meaningful way and they did it they they got the rare this was a good sequel (laughs) Mm. tone i i was very impressed yeah yeah i'm in complete agreement i was afraid they were gonna um really fuck the sequel up by taking it in a stupid direction. Um, yeah. But they didn't. Uh, they did a, a really good job with it. And my understanding is now they're um, talking about working on another A Quiet Place movie, but not A Quiet Place 3. It's going to be like a side story set in the same world. I'll watch it. Yeah, I think, honestly, that might be the best way for them to continue this franchise. Yeah. Because I, you know, if they try to focus on the same family again for a third movie, I think they'll. Uh, chances are they'll screw it up. Um, but there are a lot of, you know, people and a lot of families and a lot of stories that can be told. All right. 
Oh, I have yet to see it. I do plan on seeing it. You know, I do want to rewatch A Quiet Place before, and that's my reason for not seeing it yet. It's a shame that I watched the fucking Conjuring movie before this thing, but, <laughs> you know, whatever. That's how life works, I guess. But, yeah, I, I was looking forward to... Uh, but I, I really don't remember A Quiet Place. Very, I, I can't remember if I've seen the whole thing. That That's how fuzzy it is for me. So I do want to rewatch A Quiet Place 1 before the second one. Yeah. Did you see a, the Conjuring movie, Cat? Did we talk about that already? I still haven't seen that okay. yet. Fuck you. Yeah. You are missing nothing. I <laughs> that was the impression I got. Um, I last week I didn't even know it was out, and you guys did not give me confidence that it was worth my time. Um, my mom tried to get me to watch it this week, and uh, even being sick and on bed rest, I was like, oh, I'm gonna pass on this one for today. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, see, tell me if you agree on this. I I don't know why I was thinking about this damn movie this week, but I was. And Kat, I think the best way to describe this movie is a a paranormal movie mixed with or maybe like a haunting would be better a haunting movie mixed with like indiana jones yeah sort of there's a little bit of that it's just it's not good i, no. I didn't i didn't like it at all so like what the hell are they they're doing way too much in these damn contrary movies yeah and that seems to be pretty much the common consensus that i'm seeing online you know, most yeah. people didn't like it very much huh and I said while I was watching it, you know, a, a dig on paranormal movies are usually is they start so slow. And it's mm-hmm. a, a challenge to kind of keep the viewer interested because of the way these movies are. They start so slow. You get a lot early in these Conjuring movies. And that dig for paranormal movies where they start so slow doesn't seem so bad after you watch a, con- a Conjuring movie and you get it early. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's definitely the weakest of the Conjuring films. Uh, it's not the weakest in the Conjuring universe, though, because a lot of those movies are just. I mean, so there's because a couple the of non exists. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are some of those are just unwatchable. Yeah, but it's not a it's not a good movie. Um, but you know, I mean, if you have HBO Max already, you might as well watch it. What the hell else are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, I guess you could watch In the Heights. That's on HBO Max now, I believe. Mm, I might watch In the Heights. Yeah. I, I'm thinking about In the Heights more than I'm thinking about <laughs> The Contrary. Yeah. Is where I'm at. Yeah. That's a musical. There's no way I'm watching it. The weakest Conjuring movie is kind of like the stinkiest turd. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. do you really win no matter what? <laughs> Honestly. So, but I was supposed to go to the movies today and I went ahead and canceled it. So I did not go. I was going to go see that Ryan Reynolds movie. With oh, Sam, the with Samuel L. Jackson, the oh. hitman's, hitman's wife's bodyguard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it looks funny. Um, I was gonna go check that out, but I was like, nope. Do you know if Ryan Reynolds is shirtless in this movie? Uh, <laughs> he does not appear to be shirtless in the trailer Damn at any it. point. Um, but I don't know about the rest of the movie. No. All right. But I had to come home and watch a movie for this episode. Oh, so. so- the perfect mindset for a movie that i like Uh um (laughs) the uh i do have before we get away from the topic of theaters i have a horror court oh shit is it is it me again no (laughs) okay (laughs) 
I mean, honestly, eight out of ten times, it's me. So. It, it's usually Rob, uh, and I have my grievances with you this week. I, I know it's going to come to blows, but it's uh, no. I I think we're going to be all on the same page about this one. I hope. Um, um I I just I want to complain a little bit about my um about theater courtesy. Uh oh. Uh, oh, during boy. a horror movie, uh, Quiet Place. I've only been to see a couple movies this year. Um, I've only just recently gotten my second shot. So I've seen Spiral and A Quiet Place Part 2. Uh, <laughs> very different uh, experiences for me. A Quiet Place Part 2 was really good. It was very easy to get invested in. Uh, but the people sitting in the row next to me uh, were very loud. Which is annoying enough in a movie theater experience, uh, but especially for a movie that's as sound oriented as something literally called a quiet place. Yeah, uh, it was a little bit frustrating. There was a lot of laughter. There was it was like a commentary track down the aisle. They eventually got a little bit quieter, and then, uh, and this is what I want to complain about: they were taking flash photography. What? Oh no! In the back row, and I was like, this is one of the most blatant things I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, and the first time it happened, I thought it was like an accident, right? Like the like the light goes off and it's it's like a fucking strobe light. They're having like a rave in the back of the theater. <laughs> and that was uh that was one thing. But then it happened like multiple times, which at, at which point I realized they're taking like flash selfies in the back of this theater. And it's like that is unacceptable, right? Like, no, that is that is way out of bounds. And I know I'm someone who can get easily irritated in a theater, but it's expensive and I, I get a little bit, but like, Agreed. that's just not okay, right? No. Yeah. You're a thousand percent. In a right. horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this, this horror court is right on the, the line of turning on me. <laughs> I, yeah, because you're the worst, but. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, I know you're in there on your phone. I know you are. I check my phone. I know, and you try to do it where you like angle the phone down so the light yes. doesn't. But no, that doesn't work, and everybody can see it, and you're an asshole. And that's something because, like, I there sit in the back row. I sit in like the top row of every theater that I go into because I I know me like too. that's the easiest place for me to find my seat or whatever. Um, it's it's usually, and it means I don't have anyone behind me like mm -hmm. laughing maniacally. I always sit in the back of a theater. And like, I, so I'm just, I've kind of accepted to the point that I am the old social outcast. Uh, and there are going to be people checking their phones below me. I'm going to see like one or two screens a movie. I'm finally kind of making my peace with that. Like it irritates me less than it used to, but flash photography. No, that's, <laughs> that is beyond anything. In a theater, yeah. like multiple times. And honestly, Mike, if you want to check your phone in the theater, get a goddamn Apple watch. That's what I did. I, I do check my phone, but that's where the line stops. And, you know, I might have a comment here or there throughout a movie. I do it quietly. I whisper it. I even lean to to further silence what I'm doing. Yeah, there was no leaning. Yeah, that's only <laughs> acceptable if you know the person you're sitting next to, though, Mikey. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's what I aim for. I could see you in a theater just leaning into a stranger. Yeah, holy shit, you see that? Get the fuck away from me. See, the reason I don't go to theaters anymore, and I do miss the experience, around me, people just set their kids loose in fucking movie theaters. And it drives me up the wall. 
because like that said it's expensive you're going to enjoy i go for horror movies as i'm sure everyone most people listen to this the majority of the stuff that they go to horror movies and theater do not drop your kids off in a group at a movie theater because they're laughing their phones never get put down they don't shut the fuck up they're in they're out they're up they're down they're moving over here they're going over there i don't go anymore you guys need to go to a higher class theater because I never have these problems. Dude, that's what I deal with. That's what I fucking it never do. happens here to me. We have, I, I have like a pretty good selection of theaters, not immediately by where I'm at, but like within a 30 minute drive, I have a decent selection of theaters. Like I can choose my own theater experience. This is the nicest theater by me that I went to for A Quiet Place Part 2. And I went to like one of the later showings so that there would be fewer people. Right. It's the first time anything like this has ever happened to me there. Like, yeah. I, I've had bad experiences, especially because one of my favorite theaters to go to is, like, one of the cheaper ones. They serve alcohol, and it's, mm. like, a $5 ticket, and the sound quality isn't great, and I just, like, I know what I'm getting into, yeah. but it's never happened to me, like, at this particular theater, because it's so nice. Yeah, when you go to the cheap movies, I mean, that's kind of what you get. Like, I, yeah. have the, I have AMC A-List, and they do, like, $5 Tuesdays. And mm-hmm. I get so pissed off when I go to the theater and I realize, <laughs> oh, damn it, it's Tuesday. <laughs> I picked the wrong damn day to come to the theater. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really have these issues, um, at least not too much. I can't remember the last time I had a pain in the ass experience like that. And the thing that irritates me is everyone was so fucking quiet during Spiral. Nobody, <laughs> ma- it was packed. <laughs> it was like wall to wall packed. And no one said a goddamn thing. Cat <laughs> yeah. was waiting for a distraction on that some bitch. <laughs> I would have loved something to watch during Spiral, and there was just nothing. Of course, oh, the last yeah. few times I've gone to the movie theater too, I've gone to IMAX, and I think people are less likely to do it in IMAX because the tickets cost just that much more. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, That's true. Yeah. That is the one, that's like the one thing. I don't have an IMAX theater unless I'm willing to drive for it. (laughs) Yeah, I had to drive. I have to drive for it too because I live in a little college town. Um, But yeah, it's, you know, some movies it's just worth it. Like Kong versus Godzilla, I was going to the IMAX theater for. I wish I had gone to see Quiet Place Part 2, but honestly, uh, with my work schedule, I'm just happy I got to see it at all. I was afraid I was going to miss it in the theater entirely i would have been crushed yeah I, I saw that one at the imax theater too the only one i've seen recently at the regular theater was the conjuring three um <laughs> and i didn't give a damn whether anybody talked to you in that movie or not so. <laughs> you're begging for something to watch <laughs> yeah, i was looking around at strangers going hey what's up <laughs> ah the tables have turned <laughs> but yeah i i don't i i i don't go i'm not happy about going to movie theaters anymore because of and I might sound like the crotchety old man, but these goddamn kids that people let loose in the movie theaters, don't don't do that. Because you know how they're gonna you know they're gonna act like they don't got no goddamn sense. Don't do it. Come on now. Sweet Jesus. Yeah. It is the nice thing about being like a freelancer, because I just go during school hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, just that's go a good idea. like two yeah. o'clock in the afternoon and yeah. it's like I'm not gonna run into any kids in this movie. We need a rash of like uh really high profile nation national news kidnapping so people couldn't let their kids run loose <laughs> you know what i mean oh my god rob, horrible don't, thing don't spear her court thing. for rob yeah <laughs> literally court <laughs> for rob <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I am happy that we had a horror court that wasn't about me because that shit was getting old. And we all agreed on one, which is yeah, nice. Yeah, way to rally the troops, Cat. Yeah, thank you. Well, I think this is the first horror court where one of us would directly curse that. Like Rob, you called me an asshole <laughs> right out of the gate. Somebody yeah. had to. <laughs> Someone has recently. Several yeah. people, so good lie. I'm gonna keep you in check. Yeah. Good call, Cat. That, that is a a very bitch aboutable moment for sure. Thank you. Yeah. All right. That is that that, that I like I like the horror courts. I really do. They're good. They are. Yeah, they're terrific. <laughs> wonderful feature on this show i love it yeah. i don't like this one all too much because i got cursed that but no, yeah i got it we need to change the name of the topic we just call it bitch it rob that's right. not bad yeah that might be a good show for the lord network comfort no thing. no we're gonna do a show where you talk nice about me what was that called again male bondage yep patreon.com <laughs> forward slash slash radio yeah. there you go you hear me and Mikey Bond over a little male bondage. <laughs> it sounds too much like sexy time with Rob. Oh, uh, that shows a hit, too. Oh, uh, man. I'll say the metrics and the algorithm just off the charts for all these shows. <sighs> Can we do the news? I don't even know what those words mean. Let's do some news. <laughs> yeah, please. Jeez. Pretty sure I'm not using them correctly. but No. <laughs> my research department tells me. Who's the research department? The Oompa Loompas? None of your business. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I got people. All right. I'm oh, sorry. I, I just answer phones there. I'm sorry. I know more people than just the two of you. Really? Oh, ghost. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is she running your... Oh, God. <laughs> no one of those numbers are fucked. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you so that. Oh, uh, shit. It's time to hump the news with Rob Humphrey. He's not a genius. Uh, all right, guys. First up, there are three new images to preview the final season of The Walking Dead that was released. Holy fuck, that show's still going on? The final season? How many final seasons have they had? Yeah, didn't they do a final season? I feel season? like I hear about this every couple years. Yeah, I feel like they did this like five years ago, I thought it ended. Why am I getting yelled at this week? God damn it, guys. I'm, just, I'm sorry, I'm confused. <laughs> no, it is a little confusing. Uh, uh, with COVID, it fucked up everything. See, they just had a season that was an extension of last season. Oh, jeez. So, but yes, at the... I don't remember... It, COVID really fucked everything up for me on this timeline. But I, I don't know if it was before last season or during last season. It was announced that the next season was going to be the final season. But this last quote-unquote season was an extension of last season. Oh, for oh my God. Sake. I can't. That's why I can't stand these kind of shows. These cable television shows are the most annoying with their like half season bullshit. And, you know, now you got seasons that are extensions of other seasons and everything. Just... And it's starting to spill over into streaming. Yeah. It's which I really annoying. don't like. Yeah. A half. I don't want a half season of something. You know, just save it up and give me the whole damn thing at once. Well, see, to be fair, and I've always like when I was a huge Walking Dead fan. I always bitched because they had 
And I, me and uh, my my grandmother, Grandma Bones, bitched about this every fucking week when we were talking about walking. They would have their season would start around uh, October, and then it would end around December for a mid-season break. I was like, what the fuck is a mid-season break? You know? (laughs) It's bullshit. And then it would pick up again, usually either on fucking Valentine's Day night or uh, All-Star Weekend for the NBA. Really, you know. Besides the point. And then it would run until whenever it would run. So, yeah, it was... uh, I I never... That always pissed me off. But at the same time, when you really look at the quality of what you're getting with Walking Dead, and you know, say what you want about it, Rob, but you gotta admit, well, you haven't watched it, so you, I guess not. But, I saw the first season. Well, but I mean, you so, a lot goes into the, what they do. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I mean, we had Greg Nicotero on the show, and he, in depth, went into like they're filming on location in Georgia. In like 120 degree weather with the makeup on and fucking all this armor, like whatever shit they got. Like it's not easy. And all these fight scenes and everything they're doing, mixing in CGI. Yeah, I appreciate it. And as much as it sucks, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I you know, like the effects and stuff look good. I, I never had a problem with that. It's the, um, you know, the Start lack of stop. story. <laughs> I, whoa, 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 whoa. That bothers whoa. me. The lack of anything happening ever. How dare you uh-uh. we're, we're not, this is an argument for another day we're an not going to have another hardcore because I'm real close don't do it stop being mean to walking dead I gotta speak my truth man that's all there is to it your truth is bullcrap there's, walking <laughs> dead was great anyway uh, these images look cool you can see Negan you see Carol uh, I don't see Daryl which is strange but hmm. and you see zombies so yeah. Well, screw the both of you. Anyway. (laughs) What did I do? (laughs) I don't know. You weren't excited (laughs) enough. Yeah, you you did throw a few digs in there, Kat. Damn you. I'm just, I'm confused. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Um, Speaking of images being released, uh, Jurassic World Evolution 2. uh, Dear Lord. I know. Promises to be a bigger and better game. And uh, there's a trailer released and... Uh, apparently this is coming this year i did not look at the trailer yet i'm actually going to do that right now i was super disappointed because we never had a good jurassic park game and the last one was just a fucking park builder i like park builders what's wrong with park builder you're farming simulator yeah i know <laughs> farming simulator and uh I, everything i have is like a park builder basically <laughs> all these games i play i like that kind of thing i haven't played this though the jurassic park game um well, and I didn't see anything about the game, like the new one coming out. I thought you were going to talk about the movie, how we got the like a poster. Well, I, I'm getting there. All right, all right. I'm getting there. But uh, yeah, I'm looking at it now. It looks like a glorified fucking park builder. So I'm in. I I, I will save my money on Jurassic Park Evolution One and wait for two. I guess. Because. And then maybe I'll be in if I can build a park with dinosaurs. That sounds awesome. See, that only sounds awesome to me if you then have to escape the park. Right. Right. Oh, you guys. It's like, you know, you young people and your ADD and stuff. Can't you ever just relax when you're playing a video game? It's nice. I relax when I play video games sometimes. Yeah. Every now. 
like farm manager 2021 it's so great to just sit back relax and watch the pl the fields get plowed oh it's so relaxing that's too relaxing yeah I, I relax all the time when i play video i sit in my drawers on a couch feet up i'm relaxing i usually I start like, cursing but a plants versus zombies level of relaxing oh yeah I, I, it's I, like i plant shit and it fights zombies for me i love that game that's a good balance do they have that on playstation cat do you know they do oh. actually yeah i was gonna brag about it being on xbox no <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah, they do, because my son used to play it a lot. Oh, yeah. All right, well, th this is something that passed. Uh, it was June 9th, but I think it's worth talking about. Sci-Fi celebrated Pride Month on Wednesday, June 9th, with an all-day The Pride of Chucky marathon. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't get that. The Pride of Chucky. Yeah, I don't know what right. Chucky has anything to do with Pride Month. Am I missing something? Uh, the cult of Chucky a little bit had uh, maybe a little mm, uh, seed of Chucky for sure. I completely blocked seed of Chucky from yeah, my seed mind. Of I don't awful. remember. Oh, it's a piece of shit movie. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> it's in there. Damn it. Is, it, is right. it there? I, I I don't remember seed of Chucky. I mean, it, that's just not what I've watched in a long time. <laughs> all right. I I mean, I look. I'm all in on a child's play marathon. You know, a Chucky marathon, whatever you want to call it. But I don't understand what it has to do with Pride Month. But I love to watch Chucky. So. I would imagine seeing the Chucky was what did it. Yeah. But just uh, the second Child's Play marathon in the middle of the fucking week. Sci-fi? What the hell? Yeah, I, I think more than even the seed of Chucky. I think that Sci-Fi had the rights to show um the child's, child's play, play movies and they like the little play on words from the bride of chucky to the pride of chucky um probably more than anything to do with seed of chucky yeah because there are other horror franchises that would have made a lot more sense there <laughs> yeah yeah and they have the tv show coming up which we will talk about shortly uh oh i kind of skipped over the fucking uh Jurassic Park thing. The, uh, Jesus Christ, and I haven't reminded you. I know. That's probably why I didn't do it. Oh, I thought that was the whole thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there was a new poster. Uh, uh, I forget. The, what's the name of the fucking... The new uh, Jurassic, Jurassic Park? Jurassic Park Dominion or something? Dominion, yeah. Uh, I mean, a poster came out and people got mad. I don't know what they got mad about. I don't know why they got mad. I thought it looked pretty cool. I mean, posters are cool and all, but like people really got pissed off about that thing and i don't know why i don't yeah i don't i don't know what there was to get mad about it. i thought it looked pretty cool rob even your your co-host on this our life goes she, she said to me it looked fucking stupid i believe is an exact <sighs> quote so i have felt that way about jurassic park movies ever i i feel like uh i don't even remember what the name of the first chris pratt one was jurassic but I got world so excited about jurassic world and then I felt kind of ripped off, uh, like leaving the theater. And I thought Jurassic Park is kind of dumb since then. Jurassic the World ones. was awesome. You didn't like Jurassic World? I, I didn't like Jurassic it. World. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I And I'll tell you what I did too. When I went to the theater to see it, I saw it in 3D, which is something I never do. Oh. Uh, um, hmm. Because I wear glasses and to see a movie in 3D, I have to wear glasses over glasses and it sucks. Right? That's no fun. But um, that movie in 3D, in the movie theater was like being on a theme park ride. Really? It was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Like that one uh, 
the one big dinosaur jumps out of the water and it, it you know and it comes right at the screen and in 3d it just looked awesome mm. um there was a lot of really cool stuff in 3d so my theater experience with that movie was really good so now when i watch it i, I enjoy it maybe it has some residual effect from that i don't know but i did like that one the newest one though um something kingdom or something i don't remember the fallen kingdom, kingdom i think yeah yeah i don't know that one sucked i, mean, I don't think awful. it sucked it sucks there's a fucking dinosaur auction it's terrible i i love jurassic world uh i thought uh the fallen kingdom one when i seen trailers i thought i was going to fucking hate it i liked it no i didn't i didn't like that one at all but um i was i'm kind of looking forward to dominion because i think they've set up something cool we'll see what they do with it but it looks like they're set up to do something cool i love jurassic park so much chills just thinking about it why well, i like dinosaurs in general i think hmm. i have a dinosaur thing like you guys have a shark thing I have some dinosaur movies to recommend to you. Oh, oh yeah. shit! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you dinosaur. haven't seen you have a dinosaur thing, but you haven't seen Velocipaster. Right. What's the matter yeah. with you? Yeah. yeah, you guys are gonna fuck that up for me. Velocipaster <laughs> is amazing. Jesus Christ! And Tammy and the T Rex. Oh my god! <laughs> so I can't good. have shit. I just I've come to I can't have a fucking thing. <laughs> All right. Well, considering I went out of order. Uh, <laughs> Getting back to the child's oh, yeah. play thing, uh, Blatt, bleh, Blatt, <laughs> Brad Dourif and Jennifer Tilly, uh, there was a, a short teaser, very short teaser. Uh, two of them released for the new Chucky TV series, which I'm super excited about. And Brad Dourif and Jennifer Tilly are uh, up in that bitch, and they're very short. Uh, one of them is just pretty much a you know chucky new series and a black screen and you hear chucky's laugh you hear tiff who is amazing and uh the other video is just like a director view pretty much from the camera here and there of the like a it, it really looks like about five seconds if even maybe three of a scene so they're not giving us much yeah, I saw that they released a, a teaser trailer for it, but I, I didn't watch it. The hell? What? What do you? I never understand you. I, I just saw the story and I don't know. I just didn't watch it. Like I didn't click on the link, you know. So you you will sit through a movie called Velocipaster and <laughs> Tammy and the T Rex, but you won't take the time to watch literally a ten second video. Of an upcoming legendary iconic franchise TV show. I have seen Velocipaster. I'll have you know more than once. Oh. <laughs> and Tammy and the T Rex at least half dozen times. And yeah, I did not watch the teaser trailer. Huh. Yeah. Sorry. I hold on. The Velocipaster is an hour and fifteen minutes. Do you know how many times you could have watched this video in an hour and fifteen minutes? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't sound like there was much there anyway. I don't, I, I don't know. It's a teaser trailer for a television show. Like, I, I didn't feel compelled to check it out. You could have watched that that teaser trailer seven hundred and fifty times. <laughs> oh in my the time god! It took you to watch that damn Velocipaster. Why would you want to? I'm just saying. He <laughs> when you could watch Velocipaster, I'd rather watch that trailer hundred and fifty. You times haven't even seen Velocipaster. You can't possibly know what you would rather watch. It's a safe assumption very safe 
Anyway, so, um, all right. Rob neglected to watch it. And Kat, did you see it? No? Yes? No, I, I didn't even know oh. it was a thing until yeah. just now. It's not much. I mean, it, it pisses me off. They really are teasing us with this thing. When's it coming out? Do we know that? No. <laughs> Return this fall. That's it. So, I imagine around October, maybe? Probably. Very excited. Very, 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 very excited. I don't, you know, the whole releasing horror stuff in October, like, I get it, right? Mm-hmm. But it seems like it's so much easier for stuff to get lost in the shuffle if you do that. You know what I mean? Like, I would try yeah. to avoid October. Especially this year, because you got Halloween coming out, the, the movie Halloween Kills, and as much as you guys want to shit on it, you have the final season of The Walking Dead, so you got a movie and a TV show that you're throwing balls to the wall against. That's tough. Yeah, and there'll be more movies, too. I mean, right. You know what I mean? It's not just right. going to yeah. be Halloween. We're going to be right off Candyman at that point, too, about... Yeah, I think I think Candyman's in August. Um, oh. I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But yeah, there's going to be some horror stuff coming soon. Uh, it is Chucky, know. though. I, I Yeah, I just... I think it's easy to get lost in the shuffle. It's Chucky, but it's on, like, sci-fi. I, you know... I don't know. I'm, I'm not... We'll see, but I'm I'm not over excited about it to be honest with you. All right. Yeah, I mean I hope it's great. Don't get me wrong, but you know, the television version of Chucky on Sci-Fi, you know, I would temper your expectation. I, I am, but since it's Chucky, I feel like you know they're they're really gonna pull out all the stops for it. Yeah, I mean Sci-Fi is the network that gave us Santa Jaws, so you know they can uh, do anything. Sh- did they really do Santa Jaws? I'm pretty sure that was yeah. a sci-fi movie, yeah. Fuck sci-fi. Hey. <laughs> anyway, moving along. <laughs> uh, I sent you guys a link. I don't know if you want to check oh, it out. for God's sake. Now I'm going to go click on something. I should have sent you that <laughs> damn teaser trailer. <laughs> Make you watch it I'm not watching a trailer for this damn thing. No, 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 no. You don't have to watch the trailer for okay, this. Good. Just the images to get a little visual. R.L. Stein. Speaking of trailers, there's a trailer out for an R.L. Stein Netflix trilogy called Fear Street. And I mean, I love R.L. Stein. And looking through this, I don't know much about it. This is my first time hearing about it. But looking through the images that Bloody Disgusting has up, it looks R.L. Steiny, if that makes sense. <laughs> I don't. Um, all right, so let's back up just a moment here. Okay. I don't know what Fear Street is. Me either. Okay. Fear Street was a series of uh, books. It was like Goosebumps, but for a slightly older age bracket. That was going to be my question. Is it Goosebumps? Yeah, for for, like preteens. Goosebumps, I I had a weird uh, timeline reading horror as a kid because I actually read Stephen King like really in like single digit years but <laughs> my my assumption is that you know goosebumps was for you know like really really little kids and then fear street was for like the preteens okay but these movies are rated r huh that's interesting okay well, all right maybe i'm wrong no i, I mean i've read knows? like a couple of fear street books but they were never uh, nothing that should be rated r <laughs> yeah but i think that like it might be a smart way to make these movies because the audience that were, were the age to read these books right. would now be old enough to watch a rated r to movie. watch a rated r yeah you know so that might be a smart way to go about it 
Um, I'm, I'm just not that familiar with it. I never, like, uh, Goosebumps and all that stuff was sort of, I was too old for that stuff. So I never really read the books. I mean, I've seen the show a few times. And I have read the books, actually. I shouldn't say that because I have read the books with my kid uh, when he was younger. Uh, but just Goosebumps. Like, I, I didn't know Fear Street existed. See, that was the thing with Fear Street for me because I went to, um, I went to, like, from Goosebumps to Stephen King, like, really, really fast. Uh-huh. Uh, so there was not much of an age for me to be in Fear Street. By the time I learned about it, it was like, I was still kind of reading Goosebumps for nostalgia at that point, but they weren't as scary as the King things, and mm-hmm. they weren't as silly or as nostalgic as the Goosebumps, so I never read, like, very mm-hmm. many of them. You went from, from Goosebumps to Stephen King and Family Services, never had a talk with your parents? <laughs> no, uh, t- in, in my mom's defense, she read my first Stephen King book to me when I was, I like, seven i think but it was eyes of the dragon which is actually you know it's a fantasy novel i was gonna say i don't even know what the hell that is it's yeah it's it's his one fantasy novel which he wrote for his daughter but not his one fantasy novel because i guess that's also what the dark tower series is technically if you want to break it down into anyway he wrote it for his daughter because she's not big into horror stories so he wrote eyes of the dragon and my mom read that to me when i was little and then uh, because I liked that book, I was like, well, I can read more Stephen King, and then I read it to myself uh-huh. uh, at, when I was, like, 10 or 11, and it's a lot scarier as an adult than a kid, so it was not super traumatic at the time. But then, you know, reading it later, it was like, why was I allowed to read this as a kid? <laughs> like, right, yeah. I don't know. Well, it looks like they're coming out, they have dates for these. Uh, part one... It, and they have years next to us. So part one, and I, I'm assuming again, this is my first time hearing about this. I think they're set in different years, right? Fear yeah. Street Part One in 1994 uh, looks like it's going to be dropping on July 2nd. Fear Street Part Two 1978, which is interesting. I really want that to see that 94 shit. That that right there, but uh, that's dropping on July 9th, the 1978, and Part Three is. <laughs> 1666? Oh, good <laughs> lord. That's Whew. a big jump. Jesus Christ. Are you sure they don't mean 1966? <laughs> that could be a typo. That, that very well could be a typo, uh, uh, Mr. Squires. Uh, I'm at bloody disgusting, but I don't, I don't know. But that's dropping on July 16th, and these are going to be on Netflix. I am super looking forward to this. Alright, well, let me know how they are, because I probably will skip some bitch. I mean, I don't know. I might watch them. I don't know. But Velocipaster's a must-see. Yeah, I mean, there's so much out there to watch. I could re-watch Velocipaster. Three times. Yep. Or Santa Jaws or whatever. <laughs> Definitely going to be checking out Aquarium of the Dead, so. Move on, you. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> the Evil Dead game. There is a video yeah. out of gameplay. Yeah. And it is narrated by Ash. Yeah. And this thing looks fucking awesome, despite what my co-hosts are going to say. So <laughs> yeah. go ahead and get out of the way. It looks great. I'm just really disappointed. It looks like it's going to be another multiplayer online game, and I just don't care. Listen, I've played I only once because uh, my computer had opinions about me running Friday the 13th. But I've played Friday the 13th. I've played... Uh, Dead by Daylight. I've played Book of Memories. I've played um, that weird Layers of Fear ripoff. Uh, I've done, and I played uh, 
whatever phantasmophobia. I've I've put in my time uh, to quantify my next statement. I am never going to get scared playing a multiplayer horror game. It takes me out of the experience. It makes it less immersive. It makes me less on edge. I don't get scared. I don't feel that tension. It defeats the purpose of playing horror video games for me. And if it's if there's no single player mode, I'm not gonna play it. That's just, I'm not gonna get spooked. It's not gonna be worth my time or money. And I, it hurts to say, cause I was looking forward to this one. But. I am exactly with Kat. If you I, guys. If there's no single player mode, I will not buy this game. It looks amazing. I mean, the, the little bit of gameplay footage that they show in the, the trailer or whatever, it uh, looks incredible. I'd love to play it, but if there's no single-player mode, I'm just out. It's not scary to do multiplayer. Cat, you have never been stalk shift grabbed in Friday the 13th. Or, and, <laughs> and not for nothing, Dead by Daylight 2. There are times today. Dead by Daylight scared I got scared. Michael Myers scared the shit out of me today. And, uh... Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you should apologize. I got fucking face camped on that hook, too, so you really apologize. Come back. Not you, the asshole face can't me. But I, it, it has its. I do see what you're saying, though, Cat. I do. It, it's not. It's more of a, a circumstantial thing where it's like it happened. It happened. It's done, kind of thing. So like I get yeah. it, but it does have its moments. And I don't know. I just like the competitiveness of it, you know. So that that's me. And I'm really looking forward to this game. My speed. It's been documented. I can't fucking stand up by daylight. But Friday the 13th game is like my perfect speed for a video game. And this looks like it's a little more fast paced and evolved. But I'm here for it, man. I let fucking sign me up. I mean, I'm not I'm not opposed to a multiplayer mode for these video games. But I feel like, honestly, in a way it's getting it's a little it's sort of a lazy way to put a licensed property out there um it's not original anymore there are a ton of these kind of games so you know give me a single player mode also and if you don't do that then i'm just not interested anymore plus and i want to talk to you about you might back me up on this one mikey you might not um it's gonna be okay either way i'm not gonna be devastated but i feel like it's also if you're going to spend a lot of money on one of these games, having a single player mode is like the only kind of security that you can have. Because there are things like Friday the 13th, it gets wrapped up in licensing or money or like running the servers is expensive. The patches, like keeping stuff open for multiplayer, there's no longevity to that game. If you have a single player mode, if you have something you can play offline, at least you have something to show for it, like if the worst happens to a game. But if you're multiplayer exclusive, like that's putting an expiration date on whatever you produce. Yeah. And for like a $60 for like a triple A title price, right. that's just not acceptable to me. Yeah, I, you know, I think Friday was a really bad example of that because the worst happened. So, but I'll tell you what, man, I can still, I will sit on that. But if I got on Dead by Daylight right now, I can guarantee I will sit in that fucking lobby, readied up, waiting for a match for at least bare minimum of 10 minutes, probably 15 or higher. You know, Friday the 13th, 
I can go into a lobby right now, full match, within minutes. You know, so you're right. You are right about that. But then you look at Dead by Daylight, which is unfortunately fucking thriving right now. I don't know how. <laughs> but there's an expiration date on it. Absolutely. But, you know, at least... See, my thing is with it, if I play a story mode on a game... See, you're different, though, because you're a little achievement hunter. So you will yeah. play that son of a bitch like, time and time and time and time. So, But at least if I play a story mode, I'm playing it once and I'm done. So that, I mean, you know, that's personally me. And that, that's the other thing with, because you mentioned my achievement hunting, which right. is true. But, and uh, this is something, and I think, like, uh, it's not a multiplayer game, but I think Until Dawn is a really good example of, like, what I'm looking for in a game. Yo, I love Until Dawn. Uh, because, like, I had, so I'm bad at quick time events, and it made the Until Dawn experience very tense for me, <laughs> because I knew they could throw one at me at any time, and I could die, like, on the spot if I failed one. So I was like, I was on the edge of my seat. Then they had things where you had to like stay still and like yeah. be quiet. And it was, it was a very tense, immersive experience for me. I played it alone by myself in a dark room. Uh, I didn't have like, and it was, it was so immersive. It was so good. And then each time I replayed it, it was like, I got a little bit more competitive because I think having a competitive mindset makes me less scared. And so as I started replaying it, I played it like a couple more times for the alternate endings to get different stories and stuff uh, where I was still very immersed and it was still very effective. By the time I did my last run where I was just going after it for the platinum trophy, like I was so, I was in that achievement hunter mindset where it was very competitive it wasn't as scary i was like i'm gonna go in i'm gonna do perfect and i'm gonna get the platinum speed run as the best that you could right yeah, yeah like absolutely and that one was the least scary for me but like a multiplayer if i know that there are other people competing with me i'm already in that competitive mindset right, and yeah. i can't get immersed so it's like at least a single player mode would have me it would give the chance to have that one immersive experience before i get like all competitive and worked up and like plus if i beat the single player mode for a game that has a multiplayer option i'm more likely to play the multiplayer option because i know i'm not going to look like an idiot when i start the game oh, like i've well, already yeah. beat a story mode i know yeah. the controls uh if I suck, I know that I don't have to play the multiplayer. Like, if Evil Within was multiplayer, I would just give up. But, like, because I was so shit at that game. But, like, you know, if it was until dawn, I'd be excellent. <laughs> so I finally learned how to do quick time events. <laughs> yeah. Or you'd be like me and keep getting fucked over and Dead by Daylight keep playing the goddamn thing. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you played, um, have you played the other games that are like Until Dawn from that same company, Cat? Um, no, I don't think I have. Man of Medan and, um... I've heard about that. Little Hope, I think it's called. No. Yeah. Are either one good? Both are pretty good. They're not as good as Until Dawn, as Until Dawn but, um, they're both shorter games. Mm -hmm. Um, but they don't, I don't think they cost as much either. I think I paid 30 bucks for them when they were brand new. But they, yeah, they're both worth it. I mean, they're the exact same kind of game, just different stories. I might do that then. I'm always looking for more. Until Dawn was so good. Yeah, I mean, these are not as good as Until Dawn, but they're they're both entertaining enough and fun enough. Um, and they're replayable. Like, you said, like Until Dawn, I mean, there's, you know, a handful of alternate endings that you can get and so many different ways the stories can branch out. 
that you can replay them a number of times before you finish with it. Yeah. I just want to say one more thing on this topic, and it, it's uh, what Rob had said, and I and I get what you what you're saying, Rob, but about the laziness of because I look at and, and not to pile on Dead by Day, but I've always said <laughs> like because Friday the Thirteenth, as dead end as it became, the the authenticity that was put into that game was incredible, and it looks like Evil Dead might be a little less. But, you know, they brought Ash back. They brought a bunch of other characters back. It does seem like, you know, they have the cabin map. It looks like different maps that call to the movies. So, you know, like, I I, I always look at Dead by Daylight as to where, perfect example, they, they had an update on Leatherface. They made him faster. Like, in what realm does Leatherface need <laughs> any type of fast, alone faster? You know, so it's like, you get a game like Dead by Daylight where they get the license, they make the skins, they put them out, and they're doing everything they can to make people buy them to get the money, and that is it. You know, the maps look nothing like it, and it's really frustrating to see these characters almost get prostituted, you know, onto this game. And then you have games like Evil Dead where it's just dedicated, Friday the 13th, just that. So I, I get what you're saying, Rob, but I just wanted to point out, I guess how much I hate Dead by Daylight is really the ultimate <laughs> goal. So I no, but, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah. I, Friday the 13th is an incredible game. It is, yeah. Like, uh, as far as, like, being um, true to the franchise and all the details mm-hmm. that they put in there, all of that is terrific. When I said it's lazy, I didn't mean that they did a bad job creating right. that game. They did a great job. Where I feel that it's lazy is now it's easy to grab a licensed property like Evil Dead and go, well, we'll just make it one of these multiplayer games because they do well. It does seem closer to that with Evil Dead, yeah. And it's yeah. and and it's easy to do that and then you don't have to come up with a story. Yeah. That's you know? the other thing is and this might be because I have a writing background. Um it might be because I have a fiction background before that, but like Gaming to me has always been like another kind of media, and when you take the story out of that, it just it rubs me the wrong way, I think, because it's like I, and uh, it's not a horror game, but I think Destiny is a really good example of like why this pisses me off so much. Because again, it was one of those triple A titles. It was very expensive. You had I I went to a midnight release for it, and then they didn't even finish the fucking story. Like, for the, you had to pay extra for the update to get the second half of the narrative, and it's like, that's Isn't not that acceptable to me. Yeah. Like, it's, it should be an experience. It should be a full thing, you know? And it's like, I, I understand that now that multiplayer is becoming more the accepted, like, preferred type of game for people that not everyone is looking for that story but that's still what i play games for like 90 percent of the time this is just an example of something else that millennials have ruined <laughs> i'm here for I, it, you're not wrong <laughs> i'm here for it i am looking for i'm just worried that i'm not going to be able to catch on to this evil dead game because i am a little older uh my reaction time is not what it used to be and man there's a lot of combos in this trailer, man. I don't know. <laughs> There's gonna be some button mashing going on in my house. I can tell you, you that much. You gotta be more like me, Mikey. You gotta stay sharp. Oh yeah. I'm always staying frosty. My my reaction time. You've got to play more farming simulator. <laughs> my reaction time is spectacular. I'm sure. It's true. 
I, I'm looking forward to it. So, you know, it, it, and it's cool. I mean, you know, we had a great discussion on this. I like the, the different viewpoints of it. It's just really good regardless that horror is doing so well in video games. Like, I truly love that. And in all different, like, we, we just named a bunch of titles. And, like, yeah. they're all thriving, and that's great. Well, not Dead by Daylight. <laughs> um, yeah, and by the time you hear this, people, um, Nemesis will be out. Don't face me at me. <laughs> what the hell is Nemesis? Do, do you mentally check out when we record? It uh. involved both Resident Evil and oh, <laughs> that's why Dead by Daylight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> when we talk about dumb shit, I check out, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so... Yeah. I, 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 that's it for the news. I don't got nothing else. Thank God. All right, guys. So we are done with the news. We will be back after a quick break with our a break, a break. Yeah. It, tomorrow is record store day. I have to go to sleep. They're taking the break. We don't take a break. They take a break. And if what if they we had to listen to the commercials, like to record them? Uh, we wouldn't have to if we went to patreon.com forward slash slash radio. <laughs> starting at 75 cents a week <laughs> anyway so we'll, we'll hurry up on this break there'll be one less ad so rob can do records oh god all right cat this is a, a cat pick set the table what made you because i never heard of this movie we're doing the perfection I never heard of this movie. Set the table for it because I don't quite know how to describe this thing right out of the How did you not hear about this movie? When this movie came out, it was all over the I place. I had also not heard of this movie. I, I almost missed this one when it came out because I was not as in the loop with horror stuff at the time. And uh, yeah, no one told me about it. It was one of those things I like accidentally stumbled on it on Netflix one day and watched it without any idea what the fuck it was about. It's been one of my favorite movies since then. I, I really enjoy, I, I think this one, of course, I didn't have the exposure to it that Rob did, but I've always felt like it was a little bit underrated. Um, I'm surprised that people don't talk about it more. Um, and one of the things that really drew me to this movie in particular is it has, I, I think, uh, and I've made this complaint about specific movies on the show uh, before, that I very often don't like the chemistry between love interests in movies. Um, I complain about that i think the first time was um american werewolf in london i did not enjoy that couple together i think this has some of the best chemistry of any horror film and it is between two women which is not uh we don't get a lot of lgbtq plus representation in horror uh, especially not any that's good and so to have like very good chemistry between two leading ladies uh, it, this movie made a huge impact on me, and I had actually pitched this one earlier in the year, uh, but it was right after Cube, uh, and I decided that I didn't need any more of my favorite movies getting badgered. My bad. Because Rob had told me that he doesn't like this one. Uh, but it's Pride Month. It's been a little while. Uh, I'm feeling better about Cube slightly. And uh, I wanted to choose something for Pride Month. And like I said, there aren't a ton of options because everyone's talking about Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 right now. Right. And, yeah. uh, so, wait, Kat, does that mean you're not mad at me about Cube anymore? I'm less mad at you. Yes. I'm, All right. I've recovered some from Cube. I'm more mad at you over it, though. <laughs> How the hell does that work? 
So yeah, uh, I I chose it for that for Pride Month, but it is a, uh, <laughs> yeah. How do you? Do, it's a um, body slash rev- body horror revenge story with yeah. lesbians, and I really like it. It's I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. Oh, okay. This movie came out in 2018. I see 19 released somewhere. When looking this up, I I I'm gonna I'll go with 18. Whatever. 1819. Um, I need to get used to <laughs> newer horror movies. I just need to do it. And I, the cat, this is not me shitting on this movie. Okay. I just need to get used to it. This one was different. Yeah. This one throws you for a lot of loops. And it's one of the things I really liked about it because usually, even with newer horror movies, like I sit down and I kind of expect that I know what's about to happen because I watch so many of them. And this one got me several times where I had to stop and be like, what am I watching? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what have I clicked on? What is this about? Like, what what are we doing here? It got me like more than once. But even the the tone of it, you know, like, I mean, I think Rob might might understand where i'm coming from a little bit with that like i I, i'm just i'm so used to the friday the 13th and i'm just using these titles because they're big titles you know like that darker sense to a horror movie and a lot of movies that we've watched recently and i think this is a good example of a more modern horror movie like they're so bright you know and the Mm. tone is so much higher and like i'm just not used to that yeah and it's like, this is the direction that we're going in, it seems like. This one is a bit more, like, polished, I think, in terms yeah. of, um, especially, like, the cinematography for this one, it's visually. Flawless. It's flawless. But, Rob, you had seen this, you were up on this when it came out, so mm-hmm. you threw a rewatch down on this. How do you yeah. feel? Well, the um, the amount of hype that I saw on Twitter about this movie when it came out was, uh, it, it's funny. It's sort of like um, Bird Box. Remember oh, when that came Bird out? Box and got way too hyped. Everyone <laughs> was talking about it. That was sort of how the perfection was. And also in the same way that Kat said that it doesn't get talked about now, the same thing. Like it just sort of, it was like a moment in time where everyone was talking about this movie and now no one ever talks about it. It's like Bird Box. You know, everybody was talking about it and now no one ever talks about Bird Box. See, I didn't even have, like, I, I wish I had had this recommended. I I'm, I don't, because I really like the way that I stumbled across it. I walked in blind, and that's how I prefer to walk into movies. But, like, I I never heard anyone but me praise this movie. <laughs> yeah. So, on the rewatch, I feel about the same way that I did the first time I saw this movie. Uh, I don't hate this movie. It's fine. Um, I think that the the... The thing that really bothers me about it is that it starts off in such an interesting way and it starts going down such an an interesting path and then it completely changes directions and becomes something else. Um, And I always get disappointed by that because I feel like the story that I felt like they were starting to tell me is much more interesting than the story that they end up telling me. So... I, I do see where you're coming from with that one, because there was a point um, the first time I watched it, there was a point like right in the middle where I did get really disappointed um, yeah. that it wasn't it, a plague 
story. Yeah, essentially when it stops being a body horror story and becomes more of a revenge story, that's where it loses me because I think that the body horror story that they have set up is such is so interesting that I'm all in on that. So when it changes and becomes something completely fucking different, I was like, uh, I'm out. I don't, I don't like this. This isn't as interesting to me. So I didn't like it. Like right at that, at that point, I was really disappointed the first time. Uh, but even by the end, just because it had just the way that the story's framed by the end, I had gotten on board and on the rewatch, I actually liked it a lot more because, uh, and this is something I was going to wait a little bit to talk about, but I'm, I'm excited. Um, my favorite thing about this movie is the is how it's framed, because even though there is that chance that you do lose the audience when they realize it's not a body horror plague thing, um, <laughs> there is I cannot think of a revenge movie that is framed better than The Perfection. And I'm a big advocate. I, I've gotten into trouble with this before online uh, when I was running my own horror blog and when I was writing for dead walk online I, I used to get in a lot of trouble because i apparently am the one woman that really appreciates gritty revenge stories i i really liked uh last house on the left i really like american mary oh god that was right I, like i just i there's and uh corley fargett's revenge just also very good i i really like the revenge arc story like it's very vindicating to me there's a lot of catharsis there i sometimes they do kind of get into that weird exploitation area but i it's one of like my favorite subgenres of horror and that's something that i get a lot of pushback for when i'm recommending movies to people that's interesting i like i'm I, i'm the only person that seems to think this way uh but i really love the perfection because it did the way that it's paced, the way that it's framed is so non-traditional for a revenge story that when you put it up against I Spit on Your Grave and Last House on the Left and, uh, you know, revenge. And when you put it up against like all of these classic, like very body horror-esque violent stories, this is the only one that's framed that creatively, and it's the only one that doesn't start off like they usually follow a very formulaic. You meet the girl, the girl gets abused or hurt or, you know, whatever, and then like that gets very graphic and then it escalates into like the full on revenge arc and the perfection sucks you in. Uh, it, it shows you the chemistry and then it shows you the body horror and then it backs itself up and is like, OK, here's a new perspective to that. And it, it gives you like just enough taste of the like the crazy, jealous, uh, hysterical woman angle, which is where I got disappointed. And then it uh, it continues forward where it's like, OK, and now there's like a revenge on top of the revenge and it. it gets almost convoluted and then it backs up that one more time and is like no they're on the same page and before finally giving you duet which is just like that perfect end to a revenge film and i just i love the there's no other movie that frames a revenge story quite like this and i think it's masterful i think that's one of the places where it loses me though is when it it backs up again to tell me no what you thought was happening isn't happening because they're on the same team at that point, I'm like, all right, you fucking, you've done this too many times now. It's like one too many changing the story 
You know what I mean? See, I didn't feel that way at all. I really appreciate I And I think probably it's just because I was so disappointed that it was like a hysterical woman jealousy thing. You see women pitted against each other in media so often where one's like catty and jealous and like that's just not the story that I wanted to see. And the fact that we backed it up and we got to use that chemistry from the opening of the movie and it, it came full circle. Like I just, it was the perfect uh, like cyclical narrative that I needed. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see that, I guess. I, um, I mean, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I just, there's something about the execution of this movie that, that drives me nuts um, from a storytelling standpoint. Everything else in this movie, by the way, is top notch. It looks fantastic. The performances are great. Yeah. I mean, there's I, even the music. The music is terrific, which is important Soundtrack. because they're, they're cellists. But <laughs> everything about this movie is great, except for, in my opinion, the story. I think um, it takes one too many turns out of left field. I think that they set up an amazingly interesting story at the very beginning and then just do a complete 180 and go in a whole nother direction, which apparently Kat thinks is a feature and not a bug, but I think <laughs> is, uh, it, is, it breaks this movie for me. It's at that point that this movie is broken for me. I think that's the thing. I think it depends on, because it's not, I, I think it depends on what subgenre you're hoping to get going in. Because I secretly i'm always hoping that it's going to be a feminist revenge movie and like most of the time it's not but this this time i i won and it was framed beautifully and it ended on the correct note for me if i had been looking for a body horror movie i can see how that would have been incredibly frustrating yeah but this was a rewatch for me so i knew what it was and i was still frustrated and disappointed when it took the turn <laughs> that it did because they do such a great job of setting up an interesting body horror plague sickness kind of story that i want to see that <laughs> um and and where they go i just i don't know it, it doesn't i don't know it just feels a bit convoluted to me um it it gets a a bit sloppy and, you know, keep in all the doubling back and, and everything else. I don't know. I, I'm just not a huge fan of, of what they did with it. Um, you know, and, and I, I will say I'm not a huge fan of revenge films in general, though. You know, all the movies that you talked about, Last House on the Left and I Spit on Your Grave and stuff. I don't like those movies generally. Yeah. Um, so that probably has something to do with it, too. I, I, I think you do have to have an appreciation for the revenge story. Yeah. I mean, the movie Revenge, I don't think I even finished it. I was like, <laughs> this, I can't. I don't want to watch this. Um, yeah. You know, uh, and uh, I, I think it, it is it is an interesting way to, to set up a revenge film. Um, and like you said, a completely different uh, different than the, the sort of, you know, template that's been set forth for these kind of movies. But I don't know that it's necessarily a better one. I don't know if it's better, but it was refreshing, I think. Yeah, I, I think that the impact of movies like Last House on the Left and I Spit on Your Grave is sort of in that um, the brutal depiction of, of abuse that, that you see. I mean, they're awful. It's terrible to sit through that. Um, but you see it and, and you get a sense of how awful it is. And this one, you don't really see it at all. See, that's why I love this one. Cause I, I feel like it was, I, 
there have been other movies, I, I can't name any off the top of my head, but there have been revenge movies where they've kind of tried to tone that down. And that's usually the thing where it usually falls very flat, like because they, they haven't shown you that gruesome stuff. And it's no, you don't really want to see it in a movie, but if you take right. it out, it it makes it less cathartic when we get yeah, to the revenge that, part. Yeah, it doesn't pack that same punch. It doesn't hit with that same impact if you don't see it. But like the perfection oh. is the only movie for me that I can think of where the, you don't really see any of what happens, but it still had that like horror for me. Cause like, I, and I think it's because of that second, it it's because of that second arc that they have where you think that she's just revent, like vengeful and crazy and hysterical. And then like they set it up, you find out she's done time in like an institution and th they really set it up. Like they're just going to have made her imagine the whole thing and then you see that she didn't. And it's just, it's that same kind of like, you're, I, I at least was hit with just like that wave of horror about what she and the other girls had been through. And it made that satis, it, it made the conclusion very satisfying to me still. And I, I can't think of another revenge story where they've like cut out so much of like seeing the abuse and it's been so satisfying to see the abusers get what's coming to them. <laughs> like, yeah. No, I, I, I can see where you're coming from. I just, um, yeah, it just doesn't work for me as well for some reason. I, like I said, I, and I, I really do think like my, at that point where it turns from body horror to revenge is literally a point in this movie where I jump off. Yeah. I just, I think what they've set up is, uh, infinitely fascinating. And then I don't get to see any of it, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like if it had been these two girls in this uh, sickness and they're in the middle of nowhere in China, uh, to me, what the hell's that story? Cause that's incredible. Um, that also would have been a good story, but yeah. Um, Mikey, you've been awful quiet. What do you think about this movie? To be honest, I'm taking it all in right now. I am very middle ground on this movie i think my and i i don't hate it but i don't love it and i think my biggest problem ultimately with this movie that's stopping me from saying i like this is there was a lot of start and stop with what i liked you know and and again i go into most movies but you know especially like if i if i see something's a horror movie i go in with certain expectations, which is why I started off by saying, I think I need to get used to newer horror movies. Uh, it, it, like uh, when it started off a little slow as a horror movie, it, it was, but see, it did a good job also keeping me interested in the story, which is why I'm not going to shit on it. Cause if I couldn't get interested in this story, cat would be mad at me. It'd be cube <laughs> all over again, you know, but, but they did a good job. The characters were good. The story was good. They were entertaining. It, it it did all of that for me. And I'm waiting for it, which is fine. You know, I'll wait. That That's cool. And that bus scene was so fucking good. And, like, you know, all the body horror stuff Rob had mentioned, that was great. Uh, with the, the, the sickness and all that. I mean, that was great. But even just the... Uh, I'm going to bring up tone again. Like, that, that... The tension in that scene. And it felt dark and everything that was going on. And that was awesome, man. Like, I really, really liked that. And then it stopped. And then it picked up, you know, so there, there was a little bit of a roller coaster with what I liked most. 
that went up and down. But again, I, I really can't knock it because everything in between, it's not like, you know, the cello playing and stuff. You're going to lose me on that. You know, I'm just going <laughs> to put it out what? there. Well, you don't like the cello, Mikey? Can we talk about the cello, though? Because that is the the two parts of the, the cello uh, where um, Elizabeth is talking to Charlotte for the first time, like during the cello performance. And then when they do the their first duet together, there has never been like a sexier scene in a horror movie. Like the chemistry between those two during all of the cello playing is so good. Cat. I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> Half. Because me and you apparently have two very different definitions of sexy. Um, <laughs> probably the 13th part five comes to mind. Anyway. <laughs> the, but I, I, I agree with what you were saying. Because that connection, and, and that was great. You know, the, the characters had, the acting was phenomenal. There were several scenes I could point out. Like, I'm not trying to jump forward, but what sticks out to me like that is at the end when they finally kill the dude and like that satisfaction relief, like you could just see it on Charlotte's face. Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys remember the scene I'm talking about, but they, like you could just see it. And, and they did such a good job of getting these emotions across. But I, I, I can, I can, if I sit and look at it from a technical standpoint, that's phenomenal. But for me sitting down, watching a movie to be entertained, you know, two people playing a cello isn't my idea. But but again, that's why I can't shit on it, because I'm able to see what Kat's talking about. It's there. Why you don't know? you like good music? <laughs> Any I mean, music that's good, I love. And I thought the, the cello playing was, was excellent in this movie. Oh, the cello playing was excellent. Yeah. But, you know, you're going to lose me, though. I hate the entertainment one. And by the way, Logan Browning, who played Lizzie, is my new official horror crush. <laughs> and anything that she does is going to be sexy, I think. Anything at all. Sexier than That's... Hot Emma Roberts? <sighs> it, it's a close call. That, oh, I, I'm seriously, Logan Bright, she is gorgeous. My God. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and her playing the cello, forget about it. Even when she's standing on that bus going, if I walk, I'm going to shit myself. I was like, she's sexy. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> that was the best line. I said, yeah. That was it. I said, oh, no. I asked a friend of mine, too, while I was watching that. I said, you ever been in a situation where you walk, you move, you're going to shit? And they're like, yep. Like, yeah. yeah. Been there. Yeah, we all been there. Yeah. <laughs> we want to admit it or not. Yep. Yep. And sometimes you lose the battle. Yeah. I ain't nothing shit. you can do. <laughs> but if you're Logan Browning, you're hot anyway. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're Logan Browning. All right. Uh, yeah, I... Again, th see, that's why this is such a middle ground for me, because I can appreciate all that stuff that Kat's bringing up right now. I, I can appreciate it. And it comes through. I noticed it. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, OK, I'm up. All right. <laughs> it's a cello. <laughs> but and I, but I again, I seen the depth of it. I, I got I understood the meaning and behind it. all. Like I, I get it. But me sitting down watching a movie, you know, the, the disconnect is there is what i'm saying which i mad at me cat no i'm not mad at you because i okay. i understand this is one and i i almost it's a deeper movie i almost talked to you about it uh when i picked the movie but i i didn't want to like spoil anything i i didn't want it to be one of those things where i had said too much or like mm -hmm. got you in the wrong mindset but i i do recognize um this is not 
a movie for everyone. This is a movie that I love. It's like I said, it's one of my favorite movies. It suits my tastes very well because right. it's very it's critically well done. Absolutely. It appeals to my interests. It appeals to some of my experiences. It, like the the whole sexy orchestra thing, like being a lover of string instruments, um, you know, like there's there's something with the like that just uh, the flirting during the crescendos and stuff like it, it, I, it's just good. Um, <laughs> but like, I understand that's not something everyone relates to. I know the revenge story in general is really polarizing. I, I understand this isn't a movie for everyone. Well, see, I like that. The revenge thing. I see that. That's what I mean. I like that. That was, that was in there and I, I was there for it. And I don't really, it's not, I don't hate the revenge story in in the movie as much as i hate the fact that they took me away from something that i thought was much more interesting to give me the revenge story right no i'm i like revenge stories i'm I, I, yeah. i'm a petty fuck sometimes man i'm there for that but you are you are really petty <laughs> i went back an entire year to troll lebron james fans and tweets yes <laughs> yeah, very petty you are so petty uh yeah it, i that, then that's sort of like i get pointed things that I like, and I'm going to point to something later on <laughs> that is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. But I'm not getting to that yet. But there's so many things I could point at. See, th this is why it's going to be a weird portal away for me. Wait, they, they, what do you say later on? How much later do you think we're going? It's record store day tomorrow. It's, oh. We're at least <laughs> another three hours talking about the profession. It, there's things that I can point at and say, I really like that. They did that very, very well. But then there's really nothing I can point at and say, okay, that was bad. I can say it wasn't my taste, but I can also at the same time go, okay, but that was done very well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, yeah. I know that like the perfection for me, uh, this is probably going to be one of our most skewed port noise for me. It's weird, yeah. I, I understand that like it's critically and uh stylistically it's lined up perfect for me this is like a perfect right. storm for a perfect movie for me but i understand like and, and i almost told you going in like i understand that no one is going to like this movie quite as much as i do but but critically there's something there like it's it's well done it's a good movie it, it is extremely well done from a technical standpoint i, I will give you that i mean like we haven't even mentioned Steven Weber yet. Oh God, no, we haven't. And he's a, he's great. Is uh, just a terrible, evil, obnoxious prick. Yeah. In this movie, he's fantastic, and that's not a role that, like, when I think of Steven Weber, I don't think of that at all. You no. know, he's got. Um, they make him look like a, a, a terrible, evil, obnoxious prick in this movie somehow. <laughs> but his, you know, generally when you see Steven Weber. You know, he just puts a smile on your face. He looks like a pleasant fella. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> somehow they 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 make him uh, evil in this movie, but yeah. So I I mean, there's a lot that I do like about this movie. I think I I did probably enjoy it more on this rewatch than I did the first time that I saw it, just because I was aware of what it was. Yeah. It's it's still not like one of my favorite movies or anything. <laughs> It is a really hard movie. As someone that constantly wants to recommend this movie to people, it's hard to do because it's like you don't want to tell them too much about it. <laughs> but it's also hard to be like, hey, <laughs> 
Uh, I've got this lesbian orchestra body horror revenge film for you to see. <laughs> like, no one knows what that is. Kat really should head the marketing team. Because you notice how she just said lesbian <laughs> orchestra body horror. When she first proposed this to us, Rob, especially me not knowing, she just put the lesbian part in. Yeah. She, she left that orchestra shit out. So yeah. she's very smart <laughs> in selling this originally. <laughs> now we hear the orchestra crap. I see you, Kat. All right. In my defense, uh, I've rewatched it recently. Um, I was remembering the lesbians. F- full disclosure, I, I uh, it had been a while since I'd seen the movie when I pitched it to you. I, I mostly remembered the lesbians. <laughs> I will, too. Can, you know what? I will point out one thing this movie did bad, and it may sound really fucking dumb, but it annoyed the shit out of me. when. The two girls were laying in bed and, you know, they just got done doing their thing and, you know, they're talking and they're laying there naked. There are things that in, in in movies when people just get done having sex and they're especially the girl is laying in a bed covered in a sheet. It annoys the shit out of me because who the fuck does that after, you know, like it makes no goddamn sense. But they didn't do that in this. But they had their arms so awkwardly over their fucking, like, their nipples and everything. Like, I get you have to cover it. I understand. But to have your arm placed in the most awkward position ever to do so, to make it look casual, that stood out to me for some odd reason. Oh, see, I didn't even notice that. I was looking at the pretty ladies. <laughs> uh, believe me, I was too. But I was just sitting there I'm like, who the hell would lay like that in bed to purposely? Like, you have to, like, the way you're, I don't know why. That's a pet peeve. It's really dumb. I just had to voice that to the world. Like, that annoyed the shit out of me the way they were doing that. I, I don't. I, <laughs> I missed most of what you said. I was online trying to learn more about Logan Browning. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. He is, uh, she is something else. And uh, apparently she's on some uh, TV shows or something, too. I'm going to check those out. Uh, <laughs> I was not familiar with her before before watching this movie. Whole new world. Yeah, I, I going back to the chemistry thing that you were talking about between the two of them, Kat. Yeah, it, it's incredible. It is. And that's like the one thing that because I'm always on the other side of that. I There are so many movies where it's like. I didn't like it. I didn't believe that any of the characters liked one another. I'm like, it's just, I'm so hard to please in that area. So to see a couple and be like, wow. And they're also two characters that you wouldn't think would like each other. Right. Because they're, they're both in this, uh, they're both cello players who. um, They're so competitive. Yeah. While not at the same time attending the same conservatory, they, they both went to the same conservatory. You would think that they wouldn't, they would be natural enemies. It's such a competitive thing. And like I said, I just, I get so tired of seeing that. And I was, mm-hmm. I, and they're, they're both such great actresses. Cause at, during the buildup, uh, before the orchestra scene, I just, I was so prepared for them to fight one another and be competitive and childish and catty. And it just like to see that turn so quickly into attraction so effectively was like, it just, Good actresses. Good job. I, I was very impressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say one thing that bothered me about this movie is um, I will never 
no matter how long I live, no matter what circumstances I find myself in, be afraid of a man whose name is Theus. <laughs> I will kick the shit out of a Theus. I guarantee you that. That's fair. Yeah. All right. I, I want to bring up my favorite by Miles. Well, I don't know. A couple scenes that these two girls were, in were up there, but my favorite part of this movie, that stab in that forearm. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. That was something, wasn't it? Oh, my God, man. And the attention to detail, because fights like that, like, end fights. I That's something that gets me about a lot of movies is, like, when they cheap out on the blood because it, it goes so fast and you don't see it mm -hmm. for very long. And, like, you can kind of get away with glossing over the practical effects there and they didn't like mm -hmm. they went full you see everything as it goes through that arm and it's oof. Whew. that was crazy and we've seen knives go through hands and you know even arms and this and that and it's the stab but the dragon's like oh my god man that was that was crazy i don't even know I was thinking of ways to put it since I seen it. I, I rewound that and watched it at least a dozen times. It was wild. Because like Kat said, I mean, not only was it a cool concept, the execution, it was flawless. That was crazy. My arm hurts just thinking about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it looked great. Um, I did not rewind it and rewatch it because it was gross. And I'm not I love that shit. a disgusting human being like you are. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it... It did look fantastic. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, there were a lot of things that looked great in, in this movie. You know, uh, she cut her her uh, her hand off and uh, even just the stump looked good. I was just going to say, like, they almost never because that's a, a thing that you see in horror movies all the time where they cut off someone's limb. And then, like, you kind of you see the stump, but you never, like, actually get to see the wound part of it. And they they, they didn't flinch away from it in this one. Like. She had the tiniest nub I've ever seen, though, because she was her her arms were so small. Like it looked, it looked so funny. I was like, "Oh my god, that's the smallest nub ever!" It was such a cute nub. See, if you've got like, if you've got small wrists, though, right? Yeah, like... it made for a very, very small nub. Oh my god, that was funny to see. But I mean, they 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 didn't shy away from a lot of things in this. I. I was watching this while talking to somebody and I actually said out loud, and this is the first time I've ever said this in life. I'm probably going to be the last. Oh my God. She's going to nub her. <laughs> um, and they didn't know what the fuck I was talking about, but I knew <laughs> once, you know, you're never going to not know. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, it seems to be like fisting, but if you didn't have a fist, it's the best way I could explain it. And like they they got to that but like they really they they got you to points in this movie and they gave it to you in a lot of spots and then they pulled back in a lot of spots but it, it was just like it, everything they did in this was effective you know yeah there was that tension that's always just like a little bit there and i i was hoping like even through I, as it was escalating up to that point i was still kind of hoping that they were going to somehow end up together um but it's like uh so i was like i was very relieved when that last fake out came and they rewound and 
Um, but like leading up to that, it was like, it was really scary because like, they've just, they've shown you so many, so many horrible things so far in the movie that when she has her nub up there and you're like, I'm about to see this. Like I a hundred percent believe that they were going to full on show me. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, she was about to be fucking elbow deep in a nub like i couldn't i i was i was in awe and you didn't know if you were that's the thing you didn't know if you, they did so much you fully expected okay this is probably gonna happen right now and you like and it's one of those things where it's like if you had if i had paused the movie if i had thought about it for even a second it's like there's no way they could show that like there's no way they would do it but it's like it it was so mm. immersive they had shown so many things already yeah, that it was like as it was playing out, it was like, if it happens, we're going to see it. We're going to yeah. see, like, the full thing. And I don't want to. Um, and I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, that'll hurt. Yeah, it was going to be bad. But um, If that had happened, I would not have chosen this movie for Pride Month. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah. I don't know, guys. I, I, I'm scared to portnoy this thing. <laughs> I'm also scared. Um, I know that I've given really high port noise to stuff before that hasn't oh, been well liked on the show, but I'm I'm a little bit nervous about this one. I won't be mad. Okay. Um, this one I could see it. I won't be. Rob, do you have a port noise in mind for this movie? Yeah. Uh oh. Do you, you want, want to start to then? I'm so, yeah, I'm still figuring mine out. I Uh-oh. I have like a range for it. I'll give this a six point three. Ooh. Okay. Um, I think it's better than. Um, uh, you know, I always use five as the baseline. That's the average. If I watch your movie and it's just okay, I give it a five, you know, mm. or, you know, however you want to look at it. Every movie starts at a five, however you want to look at it. I think that the perfection is better than that. Just because it's not the movie that I wish that it was, <laughs> um, right. doesn't, you know, isn't really a reason to, to knock the movie that I, that I have, you know? Um, and I think that they do a, a really good job with a lot of things. The story does kind of annoy me a little bit. Um, the cutesy little rewind thing that they do kind of gets on my nerves. The sort of, but here's what we didn't tell you, you know, is a little annoying, but overall, there's not a lot to dislike about the movie other than, than that stuff. I, I think that. Um, the acting, like I said, is fantastic. Uh, the, the, you know, the look of the movie is, is wonderful. I can't speak enough about how, how well shot the movie is. And the, um, the music is, is great throughout, you know, so the, there's not a, a lot to not like about the movie, but I do think it, it tries to be a little bit too cutesy at times. So 6.3 is, is where I stand. I thought it was going to be worse than that. No, no, yeah, okay. I don't. I didn't hate the movie. All right, I mean, it brought Logan Browning into my life. <laughs> Her and I are to be married soon, All whether right. she knows it or not, <laughs> whether she likes it or not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rob, you don't want to get nubbed now. Take, take <laughs> All right, this is really weird for me because it's a movie that I can't come out and say that I like, but. It's just one of those where you you gotta appreciate shit, man. And that being said, I'm gonna give this a seven point two. Oh wow. Yep. I'll yeah, take and, that. And and that's on 
I, like I said, I did not like it. So automatically I would have to put it at least a six, yeah. you know, but everything else, despite the cello playing that <laughs> bored me, you know, despite I don't know that, how that bores you. I'm not so a classical sexy. instrument guy. Yeah, you don't have to be a classical. Here's the, here's the thing, Mikey. You've oh, got to learn this in life, all right? <laughs> okay. This is a life lesson for you, all right? This is a little free bit of life coaching. Okay. When someone can do anything at an incredible level, you have to learn to appreciate it. Oh, I agree. That's yeah. why I'm giving you 7.2. And the cello playing was spectacular. Now, I have no idea Absolutely. whether these girls were actually playing the cello. I, I you know, It looked good, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, it looked convincing and it sounded fantastic. And you've got to pr- appreciate that. And I do. That's why I'm that's why I'm sitting here giving it a seven point. A movie that I'm saying I don't like is above a seven. All right. And it, it's because I appreciate it. I do notice that you're making me be the asshole with the lowest rating. I'm assuming. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ag- again. <laughs> um, And I will say because you guys have made good points and I'm, I'm trying to be more objective about it as like a, I'm trying to give it like a critical score, even though I know it's I. I honestly considered, uh, before I rewatched it, I considered giving it a 10 out of 10 because I remembered loving it so much. And it's like, I'm, I'm down from that. I was down from that even when we started. Well, I don't think you should do that. Because what I do is I mix critical with personal. And okay. that's how I got to, you know, it's, and so if there's personal, look, what movie did I give a ridiculous score to? You know, there's all personal in there. <laughs> not, <laughs> all of them. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a little personal in there. The only thing, the only thing in this movie that's a ten out of ten is Logan Brown. Okay, <laughs> restraining order imminent. Did you see her get out of that bed with that thong on? Oh, I, sure, I sure did. Sir. Oh my god! <laughs> Why do you think I gave it a seven point two? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Cat, what, what what are you doing on this thing? I'm thinking like a nine point four. Ooh, Ooh um, that is like, a high one. I know, Lord. but I, I, I seriously, I what I have written down in my notes uh, from the rewatch before we started talking about it, because I couldn't find any like flaws in it. Um, I had That's a nine point seven, and like oh, critically, I, I get it. Um, you, you guys made some good points. I understand that a lot of this is just like it fits really well into my tastes for movies. So I brought it down a little bit, uh, for like critical reasons, but I don't. I really like this movie and I have a tough time finding like fault with it. I, I think the things that they did, they did very well. And well, with cat score, mm. this movie is officially slasher radio approved. It's a 7.6. There you go. Hey, there we go. And you know, Happy I also want to <laughs> right. Yeah. I also want to say this thing. You can't say it's not a horror movie. I'm not saying that, but if you take the pieces of this movie, the majority of what you see in this movie is not a horror movie, but it, it, as a whole, it is obviously. But what I'm saying is, there's not a ton of horror elements, and it's still able to get the score that it, you know, that it gets. And I think th- there's a lot to be said about that, you know. Yeah. And a good representation for Pride Month as well. Like Kat had mentioned, there's really not a lot. There's a lot of shit movies that represent Pride and LGBT and all that stuff that just put it out there for the sake of and like yeah. that's not good well we talked about this too and it was like we wanted to do something for pride month we we're like you know i'm gonna feel really bad if we do nightmare <laughs> on elm street too and i have to bash it for right. pride i month. get so right. tired of reading articles and i i like every year for pride month everyone talks about 
Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, and I don't like that movie, and I feel it so guilty every year. No, like, I, uh, I, get, I get that it's become sort of this, you know, uh, almost a rallying point for the LGBTQ community, and that's great that they have something uh, that, that, you know, they consider their own or whatever, but as a movie, it just sucks. <laughs> they should have something that's good. Yeah, you it's know? just and this not is good. a good movie. Right, right. Yeah, so that that's good too. Yeah, because yeah, even though intentions might be there and those are right, it doesn't make the movie right. Right, that's the thing. Yeah, I I can agree with your message all day, but it, at the end <laughs> of the day, you've got to make a good movie, or it doesn't right. matter. Yeah. It just wouldn't yeah. matter. Yeah. yeah. Fantabulous. What? Yeah. Fantabulous. Fantabulous. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I almost sent you the opening line for Fantabulous script, okay. but then um, it was it was too long to send over a tweet, so I oh. I I had to I I need to have a conversation with my editor before I release okay. any of Fantabulous. It it can be yeah. trimmed down some. Well, remember we're shooting for a three and a half hour runtime, so oh fuck you, know, you. Okay, that is that is what a hundred or two hundred and forty pages or something. So I can describe it a little bit more. Yeah. How many yeah. Chucky teasers are that? <laughs> I don't, I don't, you do the math i'm not gonna do it i already did the math on the port noise what are we doing here ladies and gentlemen they are talking about a a, a gay shark movie that they are looking to make called fintabulous just, just a little perspective here yeah so that's what i'll I be like releasing you... it on patreon <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't like the way you describe it at all though mikey that's how you guys described it. <laughs> I feel like we were a little classier than you. With more enthusiasm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. that's the problem. There's a lack of enthusiasm on your part. Yeah. Kat and I were extremely excited about Fintabulous. The sad part is Chris would probably fucking love it. Yeah. yeah. Chris has got good taste. That's why. <laughs> Let's have Chris on next week. Have him pick the movie. We'll have a good time. Uh, could we could we not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Is there anything that was not said that uh, anything with Logan, what's her name, Rob, that wasn't said? Well, I think I pretty much said it all. Uh, you did. Yeah. Poor girl. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, what if she follows you on Twitter, Rob? I just followed her on Twitter. We'll see if she follows me back. She's going to block you. I know she is. It's sad. <laughs> it really is. That's how my life is. I hope she follows me. Oh, if she follows you and blocks me, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I will. I will cry. Oh, man. Kat, do you have any points that weren't addressed? No, I, I think I I think I think talked about everything. How'd you feel about Logan Browning, Kat? Oh, she's gorgeous. Right. Um, she also Ooh. is one of my horror crushes. It's not new, though, so I, I was a little bit more subdued about it. Uh, but I've uh -huh. had a crush on her since uh, right around... Uh, that was another convenient timing for me, because I found the perfection right around the same time I started having crushes on women and things. And... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, this one really drove it home. Huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She... Uh, I um, was unfamiliar with her. Um, and I had seen this movie before, um, and so I'm a little surprised that I didn't become more familiar with her after the first watch. But uh, yeah, she she really caught my attention this time. And yeah, she's right up there with crazy Emma Roberts. Um, and she doesn't. I mean, she doesn't, she doesn't have even, to be crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say she doesn't need the crazy. If she's crazy too, look <laughs> out, world. Look I love out. how 
Rob says she really caught my attention. You see 90% of her entire, but more than that, of her entire body naked, practically. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd imagine that caught your attention. <laughs> it did. It did. Yeah. It, caught, it caught my attention. It caught yeah. I do. I do want to say real quick, uh, what's the name of the actress who played Charlotte? Um, I, she's sort of the main character in this movie, and I, I don't feel like we talked about her at all. Allison Williams, um, she's great too in the movie. That should be noted. Right? Yeah, she does an exceptional job. Yes, yeah, she's she's really terrific, and she does go from what she does so well um, at the beginning of this movie is she plays this sort of um, uh, innocent, nice girl kind of character, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who has this plot in her head that would you know we don't uh learn about right away and uh, she she sort of turns i don't want to say she turns evil because that's not really what she's doing but um she she sort of i don't know she she runs the gamut throughout this movie yeah Yeah, she sort of you know you see a darkness come out of her in this movie she gives a performance that like you can go back and on the rewatch it can be it like, because when you see her, she seems very innocent and very naive, um, like, up until the rewind. But if you rewatch it, there's that, si- that like, that sinister aspect is always there. Mm-hmm. Like, she can be yeah. menacing or innocent in the same yeah. performance, which is really, it's good. Changed gears very, very well. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to, to give her a little bit of props, too, because I've, I've been talking a lot about Logan Browning, um, who is spectacular. <laughs> um, but, I, you know. Figure Allison Williams deserves a little bit of uh, mention here for for her performance in the movie as well. All right. Well, I'm going to start pushing for Logan Browning and Warwick Davis to follow me on Twitter. So we'll <laughs> see how this goes. Right. One on spite, one on no one is not. All right, fine. All right. The race is on, Mister Humphrey. I know. That's see. That's the problem, with Mikey. Mikey always wants to stand in the way of love, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. True love. Yeah. They're trying to squash it. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, that that's that that's the movie for this week. That cat did. I I didn't imagine this went a lot better than you thought it would. It did. Okay. It really, really did. I'm glad. Was I the one you were worried about, cat? I was honestly. Uh, I was worried this was going to be the first one that you guys like really teamed up against me. <laughs> uh, Mikey and I will never be on the same team. I yeah, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> Because this is the one I thought was going to do it. Um. <laughs> it really hasn't happened yet. Shit. Maybe one day, Rob. One day. Yeah, one day. Who knows? <laughs> After our male bonded. <sighs> We're done. We're done. Hi, <laughs> guys. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. Uh, go to Slash Radio on Twitter. Give us a follow. Uh, you can also go to SlashRadio.com. Uh, check out all our articles, episodes, interviews. Everything is on there. You can also find a link to our Patreon on there. That's patreon.com forward slash slash radio. You can get the show ad free. If you're missing the Easter eggs, that's where they are. Patreon. Uh, you, you, last week alone, guys, you missed. I can't remember the exact number. I believe it was like it was at least 15 minutes of content upwards of that. And you're missing about that much content every week on top of the uh, Lord. Um, uh what is it? Rob? Lord Humphrey Audio Entertainment Network. Come on. Right. We do like watch alongs or um uh not watch alongs. What do we do? We do commentary. commentary. Well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll do yeah. that stuff. Commentary. We uh all we do have watch alongs and all that. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, go, go, it, guys, it starts at 75 cents a week. It starts at literally three quarters a week. So uh, go check us out. And we're, and we're giving by far the most perks of any horror podcast. So just go check it out. It's free to look and uh, support indie horror, man. You know, that, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and by the way, too, when you when you listen to the episode on Patreon, you even get like, you know, when you listen on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening, you get our logo, which looks phenomenal. But you also on Patreon, you get when you're listening to the episode, you get the flyer for each episode. So it's a little bit of a different experience, and you know, with the Easter egg and the ad free, getting the full experience of the show. So there you go. Uh, you can also follow me at Mikey's Dead on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Radio Rob One Two Three, and you can also listen to my other show, This Horror Life, wherever you are hearing Slasher Radio. That's right, and I gotta start my reviews on those. Damn it, I forgot about that. It's gonna be another one that's on the show. Keep your eye out for that. Yeah, everybody's looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be great. Uh, Kat, where are they finding you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kat underscore Vlor, V-O-L-E-U-R. You can also check out the channel that I write for over on YouTube, Blood Binge. There you go. Uh, come check us out next week, guys. And that's it. Good night from Slasher Radio. All the best of Slasher Radio podcast. <laughs>